Welcome back to One Shot, One Quill, a tabletop podcast where we workshop adventures by us for you free of charge. Uh, I am one of your hosts, Spencer. With me is also Ben. Ben, say hello. I'm Ben. I'm the other host. We're also joined by, uh, once again, by a great guest of ours, wonderful guest of ours, uh, by the name of Jack. Jack, say hello. Thanks, Spencer. Hi, everybody. I don't deserve such praise. I wasn't that great. I just kind of sat around. Well, you better live up to it, or it's the uh, last time you come on. So oh, just, my uh, God. Okay. Let me get my top hat and dancing shoes out. Ben, do you want to get some of the uh, finer details of this show out there? The legal disclaimer for everybody? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We take uh, suggestions from the audience. We roll some dice. We take the numbers on those dice that correspond to both a plot for a one-shot and some items for that one-shot to incorporate. And then we, bing, bang, bosh, throw that all into a big pot of stew. Gumbo. Now, this is brainstorming. I should. I feel like we should mention that. We're not generally laying out the dungeon structure and the enemies you're going to fight. Uh, it's a jumping off point for other people. We call it the bones. Yeah, it's really it's really the bones of an adventure. We want to get we, you thinking, most importantly. We have three people sharing one quill and when it runs out of ink, it's up to you. Ben, uh I think any good adventure is going to start with a premise, right? So uh, yeah. uh why don't you roll me a d5 off of yeah. our, our remaining items. Let me well, plots, but well, uh, I, you know, I meant list three. items. You always no, do this. Don't. Hey, let's stop arguing. Oh, no. hey, my hey. parents we are fighting company. again. <laughs> We've got company. I let's don't know do who's going to pick and me. And then we can go our separate ways. I roll the three. I get Jack in the divorce. Three. I don't the population of women in an impoverished town is quickly dwindling as families trade away their daughters to hags in order to support the remainder of their family. Relatedly, the local hag population is steadily increasing. One girl reaches out to an adventuring party because her 16th birthday is approaching, when she would become a hag, and she wants to break this curse. Straightforward. Very straightforward fantasy premise. Yeah, very much so. Incorporates hags, a Mm -hmm. a type of monster that I, I know I love. Now, hags... Those are an interesting gaggle for those that may not be familiar with tabletop or traditional folklore hags. Uh, Spencer, a group of hags is actually called a haggle. <laughs> That's the first fact I was going to say, is that a group of hags is a haggle. Um, so so the title of this campaign is going to be Haggle Rock, right? No, we're not doing the title yet. Haggle you got to save that for the end. Oh, <laughs> no, it's definitely Haggle Rock. Though. It will be Haggle Rock. We will loop back to that. <laughs> So we have a a hag uh, a haggle, a group of disheveled crones uh, who hate one another. The important thing about hags: all cannot fucking stand one another, and definitely their best aspect. Um, just catty bitches through and through, even to their own. And these hags need each other to survive. That's the most important part: is their magic only works when they're in groups to- together. So if one of the weakest links breaks. You've basically defeated the whole hag, uh, haggle, excuse me. I, I almost said a completely stupid word, coven. I don't know where that was in my head. Um, <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. Uh, that Why would you apply that to hags? But we got a town that's basically held hostage by a hag mafia. Kids are being sold off to, uh, to the hags, and the hags, they're growing in numbers, so who's going to say no to them? Ben, I'm curious, what are, uh, what are two other things we can add into this soup? Yeah, because right now our little group of adventurers might have some trouble. So I'm thinking we should give them a 16. Okay, 16. Uh, a holy sippy cup, which... Re- <laughs> Hold on, what? <clears throat> Get it out. You can do it. A holy sippy cup, which rapidly de-ages the drinker into a talking baby. 
<laughs> are, are we going to do the uh, <laughs> the caveat we have done for previous drinking items, which is it only works once? <laughs> yes, they only work once. I, I, I definitely let's put that out there right now. Um, God, I, I do love that off of the list of suggested items we have, which let's peel the curtain back. Jack made these <laughs> and sent them to us um, <laughs> before he knew what the show was. Can we, I, that we've more than once now have done an episode where we basically get an item that is the antithesis of another item we've used in another episode. <laughs> I think we need, with this item being in the game, the caveat of... The girl who doesn't want to, you know, be turned into a hag also has hidden the treasure because otherwise the easy solution is just, oh, on your 16th birthday, you get turned into a hag. Well, do you want to drink from this sippy cup? <laughs> That's exactly what it should be used for. I agree. Keep it's, her from turning into a 16 year old. Ben, it sounds too on the nose and I hear what you're saying. But there's also, in the vampire game featuring vampires, there's also a weapon that's literally called the Sun Sword. Um, so sometimes you gotta be on the nose to really find a solution. Here's a question. Is that what they're going for? The other thing that the hags have is a little sippy cup that de-ages people. And so one of the solutions is you grab that sippy cup and you give it to the girl. Yes, I think that's one of, that is one of your easiest solutions. It may not be the one she wants. I don't she was mm. sold into hagitude. I, I don't, don't think, think she it's wants an to easy be here. solution. I think that the hags have the cup. So you got to okay. at least get into the haggle and then uh get the cup. But what we need Spencer's a second item. Yes, so yes, yes, yes. I so think what you should do is tell me what number 47 corresponds to. Number on the list. 47 on this list of suggestions. I oh, I remember I loved this one. A giant gnome simply known as quote the garden gnome. <laughs> garden garden like muscle. Garden like a bodyguard. <laughs> the garden gnome. Is that gonna help? <laughs> We've got Jack's not done yet. It does not attack. It simply guards whoever pays them the two gold a day. It has an AC score of 30. Okay. There's a caveat that please, please uh, uh, feel free to change at DM's discretion. Um, and I may consider lowering it from the AC of a fucking Tarask, but... <laughs> Both of these, I well, the one is a person. If we had more time, I would also want to delve into the fact that we have been given a person as an item. But... Uh, <laughs> Uh, I, both of these seem like potential solutions. Either you give the girl the two gold a day gnome that can't be killed and will just sit and guard you, or you turn her into a baby. Well, okay, it almost becomes a mission after you use the items, though, if you think about it. If you turn her into a baby, foiling the hag's plot, they're going to be angry and want to take her by force anyway, and they'll just wait for her to turn 16 again. So you have to guard the baby from an onslaught of hags. Wouldn't a coven of hags that already technically own this girl by the rules of the town just be like, well, we'll take a baby. We've got tons of shit we could do with a baby, too. I think once <laughs> they turn 16 is when you they could finally like convert them into a hag well yeah i don't think that's what they're gonna do with it i think they're gonna do the weird thing that happens in that movie the witch where they turn themselves into oh, busty young women yeah yeah the vavitch really did change baby lotion <laughs> <laughs>
it's it's a good question to raise. I wonder, is our goal here going to be another sort of like the secret tower? Are we going to like make it such that the the whole enemy is not one you can defeat with combat, but one that you have to outsmart and escape? I think you've got to outsmart them in some way because there is no way if these are low level adventures that they're taking on a full haggle of hags. <laughs> the only way you beat a hag coven is you reduce no. them to. Excuse me. The only way you uh, defeat a covel, a haggle, haggle, come on, is to reduce them to the catty old women that they are. So long as one member of the coven is incapacitated, the coven magic stops working. Say incapacitated, say killed, say turned into a talking baby. Oh, you're suggesting turning a hag into it. I'm saying that could be a way we do it. That could be one of the items that we, if we nullify one of the hags, the whole coven is reduced in strength. That could be your way to finally defeat them and liberate the town. The only problem there is this is described as a fairly large, it's growing larger and larger all the time because they, they've had a stranglehold on this town for so long. Yeah, how many hags are there? Um, do we want to let the dice decide? Uh, we can do that. When in doubt. dice do you want me to roll? I'm thinking just like a standard village of like, of say, say a hundred people, say it's like 25 families. So, um, 46, roll 46. 46. Uh, we got a big total of 16. That's a big haggle. That's a it's lot a of haggles. Haggle. 16 hags is a lot of haggle. I'm almost, that thing's going to fall apart on its own anyway. That, that thing is one <laughs> argument from I mean, ending yeah, tomorrow. Maybe, maybe one of the solutions is just if you're all uh, pretty good at <laughs> stealth, you just like sneak in there and you're like, hey, did you hear that Melinda's been talking shit? <laughs> if you also just, um, if you sit at the table and make your dungeon master just sit there, like wait around for you guys to come up with something, if you wait for 24 hours... You win the game. Hi, I'm Hideo Kojima. Welcome to my tabletop adventure. <laughs> I think that's an important caveat for all one-shot, one-quill uh, adventures. Is you can wait them you out. Can, if you filibuster your DM for 24 <laughs> hours, you automatically win. If you think about it, it's one shot. And that was your one shot to defeat the DM. He couldn't get in a word in edgewise. You've succeeded. <laughs> He's only got the one shot to run it. He's powerless without us. That's that's We're the other a uh, important caveat of this show, which is if you do run these, you can only run them once. You get one shot at it, too. Uh, so we've got a, a haggle that consists of 16 hags and a sippy cup that's going to de-age mm. anyone down to a baby and the garden gnome. Is the garden gnome currently employed by the chief, uh, the, I, the, the chief hag? I think the garden gnome is currently employed by the hags, for sure. Okay. And so, like, if we buy them out with three gold per day. <laughs> now, here's. They'll yeah. flip. I think the thing is that if the party tries to uh, fight the garden gnome, then they're sure to lose. So I think that the solution uh, for the party may be, hey, let's try to buy off this gnome. Because clearly this gnome is not actually part of the haggle. It's just guarding things. And maybe he'll take some money instead of killing us. And they're like, how much do you want to be paid? And he's like, I don't know, three gold. Or he doesn't even tell them. They have to offer, but anything more than two... That's funnier to me. They have to give the gnome an offer, but he will take anything more than two gold. He won't take any less either. You got... I'm not doing the list to pay double what I'm getting paid. Now you gotta... You gotta tell me what you got... You, you gotta guess. You got one guess if you're gonna make the offer. Now, I if actually... If you get it wrong... 
If you overguess it, I will be offended. <laughs> I, I have a potential idea that you could also throw towards the hags. Because uh, this is almost like a setup for you, you got a sippy cup that could turn somebody into a baby. I'm almost thinking give him the sippy cup, turn him into a little child. Still AC 30, because it doesn't say anything about changing his AC or anything like that. Tell the hags that they can have this girl if they could successfully hurt this baby. The little cack will be like, oh, this is a simple trick. Go over and they'll flick the baby and it, it, it's just sitting there, taking it, not attacking back or anything. And they start to get frustrated that they can't kill this baby. And that's Jack, what sets them off. Jack, can I say that... The one thing that I do not miss in life is the idea of being your DM when you come up with these insane ideas that I don't know how to address. I mean, sure, they could do that. That sounds like a solution. It, it sounds like almost the only solution if you think about it, Ben. Because how would you kill an AC-30 baby? That would drive any hag insane. I don't know. Throw it into two feet of water, Jack. Babies don't float. In this scenario, do they already have possession of the garden gnome going to when they go to liberate the, the, the child? I almost want to, like in my head, the garden gnome is such a, he's a part of the party in my head. So obviously this would not work if he was employed by the hags. I just thought I mean, it'd be really it could, funny to mention the AC-30 because baby. Because you could just give him the sippy cup and then he's a baby and what's he going to do, apparently? You could just pick him up and you can't kill him, but you pick him up and you're like, hey, Hags, you want this baby? <laughs> Too bad you have to kill it first. You can't hit it. Uh, the, the idea is to set up a riddle for them to solve and the Hags will uh. all think they're you know, intelligent enough to figure out how to kill the baby. You mentioned drowning it, which I don't think AC-30 protects you from drowning. So yeah, maybe there are a couple things that AC won't do anything. If they lob a fireball at the baby, the baby's dead. I'm, I'm saying the sippy cup gives you immense power, and there's a lot you can do with it. It's not foolproof. I would say the, here's, here's the thing about the, the garden gnome. I think it's perfectly employed by the hags, because... A hag is a spellcaster. They are they're perfectly competent at dealing with uh, blows from rival spellcasters. Spellcasters are great at handling other spellcasters. What they're not good at is the ones that run and hit them really really hard. <laughs> Therefore, what better item for them than the garden gnome? So the <laughs> so the party gives what? him the sippy cup and drowns him as a baby. Is what you're saying, Spencer? Jack, nobody's saying that but you, and <laughs> yeah. we're really worried about you. What? <laughs> What is our what are our other solutions here? So we've got you could turn one of them into a baby. You yes. could turn basically it it seems like getting the sippy cup might just be the solution because we've determined that turning anyone else into a baby does work. I here's here's something I, I think could be here's an angle we could approach. The sippy cup could be what they use as a punishment for some of the rebellious hags and training that they've taken on. Mm. They got nothing but time in the world and they got an infinite supply of girls. So what is a worse punishment than, Ben, if I walked up to you and said, hey, you broke the law. I'm turning you into a uh, middle schooler again. Enjoy. <laughs> what is worse than that? <laughs> You're petrified with fear I, because I there is no nothing. Answer. I have no answer. You are correct. So I think maybe the hags have that among their repertoire of evil, sinister monkey paw items. The chief hagstress, who we will call 
Um, Haggis. Hagatha. Hagrid. Hagrid. Is is utilizing a whole uh, uh, menagerie of, of magic em- employ. You have the sippy cup that she punishes insolent children with. That's why we're going we're gonna to have like a playpen full of, of infants in there. Even though the youngest girls that are being stolen from the, the village are like 15, like 14 or 15. Bottom line, have it stick out that there's like infants in this playpen. <laughs> Let's see here. They're also talking babies. That was established. They are talking babies. So they can vocally rebel. Just not physically. Babies will do regardless. I don't know if you've met a baby. I, okay. Vocally rebel, yes. Articulately rebel, no. Which these babies can do. I'm going to say they're articulating babies, not just talking. We've gone so off the rails. (laughs) I beg to differ. We have formulated. Spencer, tell me how this playpen of babies incorporates that helps establish that hagatha is carrying around a uh, item that would be beneficial to steal off of her all right i see what you're saying it's a clue it's also hagatha hagrid and haggis are all hags they're you're gonna have a solution like you're gonna run into an encounter maybe where hagatha's in the middle of trying to force feed someone this fucking bottle uh and and she's oh something distracts her maybe a player distracts her she sets that bottle on the table. She goes to inspect. Bam. You got your opportunity to steal it from her. Is one of the solutions just offing Hagatha? I mean, yes. Okay. She is. She's part of the coven. I'd say the coven is, given that hags fucking hate each other so much, I feel like there are really only three hags in this coven. The rest have been infantized. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, 13 other <laughs> infants running around. <laughs> As well as some other girls that aren't aged up, let's say. These uh, are... Like the 15-year-old. Let, let me just say, very bad hags. Oh, but that's they're, how hags do. They've uh, got yeah, this if, bottle that turns... They've managed to turn 13 of the 16 hags back into babies. I think that actually works, hags though. are their own worst enemies. That yeah. is a terrible success rate. <laughs> they are their own undoing. Maybe the solution... Is just to make the hags use the bottle on each other. <laughs> you give, the, you serve them all dinner, and all of them have the sippy cup bottle, and they all drink out of it. I Could you transplant the water into another vessel? No, that defeats the purpose of having it only be able to use be used once. It's specifically the uh, sippy cup's tip that gives you the power. Um, just the tip. Just the tip. Uh, the, the one thing I was thinking is. You're you're setting up the fact that like the three main hags are turning all the lesser hags into children. Maybe they know that if they start quarreling with one another, their power gets weaker. So what better way to thin the herd than to turn the lesser hags into these little Mm. babies? It gives the party the opportunity to maybe discuss with the baby hags, maybe join up with them and free free the playpen of babies and then kind of have a baby war against the hags because that's that's fun i like a comical one shot having a little baby war would be great if the babies are articulate uh can these baby hags or as they are obviously known bags uh can these (laughs) bags go and cast spells at the hags only verbal they can only do verbal because they they're not going to have uh access to anything material or or somatic because um, they can't do the hand gestures with their little nubs. Okay. So, so like I maybe, think... maybe you can do a baby jailbreak, and if you can grab their spellcasting focuses, 
or something like that. Then they can do verbal, verbal and uh, uh, material spells. That I love so, that. So, so we've so gone to the solution is jailbreaking the babies. There's so many solutions. I think we've shown that this concept is very simple, and just adding this one unique yet absolutely ridiculous item is enough to make anything just interesting. (laughs) We've come up with a whole bunch of different ideas. There's also a giant gnome over here that we've been using. This one is not plot heavy. This is a very open-ended campaign. You just throw throw at your players and you say, you figure it out. It is absolutely a sandbox. Maybe we should bring it back to that uh, that name. Spencer, ask me what the title should be. Do I have to? Uh, I mean, if we're going to pretend like we didn't say it earlier because I fucked Fun. it up. Yeah, I mean, we, we can pretend all we want. Jack, Jack, what's the Jack? What's the name? Oh, I, I think it only fits to call it Haggle Rock. Yeah, I naturally agree because that's the first time I'm hearing that. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> and I didn't bust a gut hearing it the first time. <laughs> just cut now, the laughter uh, from earlier. I'll I'll do, be fine do with we that. Wanna, do we want to just spitball some other things that we could throw hag in? Like aggro yes. hag? Nickelodeon's aggro hag? <laughs> Hagatha Christie in the case of the missing girls. <laughs> Sour 16. That could be a, that could be another one. Um, I think, I think Haggle Rock colon Sour 16 is the title. <laughs> No, I'm thinking Haggle Rock or Machine of Pigs 2. <laughs> I think <laughs> we cannot. I think it needs a subtitle just because I like the idea of Haggle Rock so much <laughs> that I want to be able to revisit it in the future. You're saying we've developed our own setting. This yes, is a, this a is setting. a campaign setting for future we'll, shots. We'll return to Haggle Haggle Rock will return. We'll run Haggle the Rock one shot. Sour 16. I love it. We'll run the one shot and then like 10 years later we'll rename it Haggle Rock episode 4 and just keep going from there. <laughs> in episode 100 when we have to play it out where all of these uh, campaigns happen in one contiguous world, they will all be centered around Haggle Rock. Uh, Jack, what do you have to promote? (laughs) Well, Spencer and I have this alternate podcast. I don't know why I said alternate. Like, this is a fucking pick one or the other. (laughs) Choose your own adventure. Sophie's choice. This one's mainstream. Yours is alternate. (laughs) Spencer and I have this podcast where we talk about music production. It's called Blunderphonics, and specifically we talk about albums with troubled history. So we often listen to a lot of classic albums like Captain Beefheart's Trap Mask Replica. Uh, I give him some information about how that album was made, the insane conditions that this music was created in, and then we kind of share our own opinions about what we thought. Typically, it's something that I absolutely love, even if it's inaccessible. And Spencer tells me how much he wishes we never do this podcast. But Jack, I've never listened to music. Is this podcast for me? (laughs) It's perfect for anybody because it's not really 100% a history podcast. It's me and you just having fun, Spencer. It's very much rooted in comedy. Anyone can just sit down, listen in. It's a great time and we never do it. It really, really is. Do you want to take the outro? Yeah, uh, we want to thank our uh, our theme song, which was written by a Italian man uh, who Ben can pronounce very well. Ben. His name is Morgan Labard. The song is Alatavera de- del Guglier. Uh We should plug our Twitter since I assume this is going to be happening 
uh, near the end of the match that we've recorded. That's a fact. You can tweet at us uh, with any suggestions to at dndpod. DND is in the letters. There's no ampersand, no and in the middle there. And if you want to be convenient and nice, uh, you could indicate whether or not it's intended to be a prompt or an item. Do whatever you have to do. Put prompt in uh, big block letters yeah, just at the put front. prompt at the beginning. I don't care. <laughs> yeah, just just be nice, but also do it. But also definitely do it. I'm telling yeah. your friends to do it. And tell yeah. Jeremy Crawford to endorse us at Wizards of the Coast. <laughs> if you are Jeremy Crawford or whoever owns DM's Guild, uh, we're willing to shill you for free. You can also come on. You can come on, oh, but yeah. you, you have to understand that this, this is our show. Now, well, okay. Also, also we should we should point out this is only for Jeremy Crawford or whoever's at DM's Guild that wants to do it. Uh, none of the rest of the audience can come on. Uh, until until you win the sweepstakes. Mm-hmm. Like I did. Like Jack did. We come out every Tuesday. Review us on iTunes if you can. That would help us get a little uh, traction for our launch here. Sorry about the sleepover energy on this one. That's <laughs> what happens when you record two in a row. <laughs> Lucy Goosey. That's what I call it. All right, guys. Arrivederci. Sassafras. Cool.